you feel comfortable talking to me right now? Is this like, is this setup working? It's fine. Why? You're not, you're not comfortable. You're not, not very comfortable it. with change, are you? <laughs> the three places I've recorded this podcast, this is by far my least favorite of the three. The closet upstairs with the church background is oh, definitely right. two. The church, and then my gray wall. Is, the gray wall. Is your office. Yeah, that was a short time. That's right. But I had to come in on weekends for that. So like it was. Did you, you ever know. record from the hotel? We did an episode from the hotel with Kim. She was the first conversations ah, with creators. Oh, right. And then we also did a uh, video, you and I, from, uh, well, you from your your house. And then I yes. did my part <laughs> from the hotel. <laughs> Clarity's purpose. Yes. <laughs> See, I'm not on my game. This is this episode's gonna be I'm gonna tail this. This is just not. Good. That's all right. This is this is summer. This is the time to slack. <laughs> summer. <laughs> it's the summer. The these episodes don't have to be that good. No yeah. one's gonna listen to this. All right. Well, I'm here. It's fine. You look fine. The background's fine. The lighting's good. The lighting is really good. Definitely don't change the lighting. I'm going to have to put some chalk outlines down on where I have everything. <laughs> this is going to be it. Hi, I'm Michelle, an entrepreneur and creative business coach. Hi, I'm Steve, and I'm a social media and digital content strategist. We're friends with a shared passion for creativity in all its forms. Through this podcast, you'll find ideas to help up your game and share experiences with a community of creatives who understand what it's like to work and create in a digital world. If the episode you're about to hear sparks something inside you, share your voice by connecting with us on social media at pod for creatives on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. So at the time we're recording this, it's kind of like the wave of people getting into Hamilton being launched on, on Disney plus is like sort of on the, on the decline now, but we haven't talked about this yet. So I assume you've, you've watched it on, on Disney plus. Yes. Okay. I think when we were texting on uh, the day it came out, and it was in the evening on the day it came out, you were appalled by the fact that I had not yet watched it. I was I was surprised. <laughs> appalled is a bit strong. Well, I can pull up the text, but I feel like it, I, I sensed shock through whatever words you used. Is appalled a synonym for shock? Appalled is like you're disgusted by something. Oh. I wasn't disgusted. I was more like I was I was surprised that you of all people hadn't watched it like at the moment that it dropped. I mean, because there were people like I mean, I don't know what time it came out, but I feel like I saw photos on social media at like 730 that morning. Maybe it didn't come mm -hmm. out that early. No, 3 a.m. Eastern oh, okay. time. Yeah. Sure. Not that logical I, time to yeah. launch something like that that it was like ready to go. Like people were you know, up and up and at them that day. So I was a little surprised that you, you weren't one of them. Yeah, no, I, I held off until the evening and watched it and it was great. It was wonderful. Just as good, maybe even better than the two live performances that I saw in London. Yeah. Now you saw it in London twice, was, twice. Yes. Okay. All right. <laughs> Settle down. <laughs> what were the major differences? Hands down, to me, the biggest difference was seeing Lin-Manuel Miranda play the role of Hamilton. Now, I personally don't feel like his singing voice is as good as either of the people I saw in London. But there's just something about knowing that he wrote it and seeing the passion that he was bringing to this performance. You can tell how much he has 
studied this guy and how much their stories in a weird way kind of overlap. And he was really, it's hard to watch it and not get emotional just seeing him. Mm -hmm. Now you're writing a book. Like, do you, have you felt similarly with like, and now don't get, don't get like, you know, I'm I'm not, I'm not projecting here. I'm just, I'm because I don't want to like, you know, make the, I'm just asking, like, have you had moments that were like, you see yourself in the characters that you're writing? Like you, you know, does that happen? Oh, absolutely. In fact, I should really have one of those things on my computer where you can kind of like cover up the camera. Yep, the little slide. Yeah, just in case, you know, someone's spying on me because when I sit and write, I feel like I am acting out the scenes. I feel like I have to. When I get stuck, and there are certain characters in my book who I feel like I don't, I can't really relate to how they're feeling. I haven't been in the same circumstances. But when I kind of get myself into that role and think about, a feeling that they're feeling, then the words come so much easier. So I do feel like I'm kind of like <laughs> probably making all kinds of weird faces while I'm <laughs> Do any of them typing. have like an accent? Any of them have like a southern southern drawl? Like, yeah, do you, no. Like, one do, you of... go, do you like a, do you go in full in on the char- on the character? I don't ever speak out loud. But okay. yes, one of the, <laughs> one of the and not it's not to that point. I don't it's, want to be that stupid. About no, no, no. <laughs> it's it's in my head that I'm you know kind of doing all this. But um, yes, one of the characters is from this. Actually, two of them are from the South, and have draws and use the word, you know, use y'all and y'all. Yeah, yeah. Which you use for some reason. I do. I uh, <laughs> it's definitely a part of my language, but I don't say it with a southern southern drawl. It's. Uh, it's just, it's definitely like a northern y'all. Like, I don't know. Did that come out southern? Felt like it came out southern. I've never heard of a northern y'all. It's a southern, you don't, I mean, you also say you guys. You don't really use it in the place of that, right? Y'all have to, no, I definitely say y'all. I, I definitely, but it's more or less than I'm trying to prove a point. Like, it's not, you know, I'm not saying like, y'all want to go down to the, <laughs> to the crick? Like, you know, I, <laughs> I, I, I say it when I'm trying to prove a point, like y'all better get your act together or something like that. So y'all is your your fighting word when you mean it's business. When I mean business, yeah. <laughs> business, as they say in the South. Just in case you wanna use that for your character. <laughs> sure. I'll I'll add that in. Making a note right now. Yeah. But it does help you understand the character a little bit more. Oh, absolutely. And you could just you could see it. In his eyes, in his actions, in his singing, you know, his, his imperfect singing, but that is just, it's, it's so passionate that it was really incredible. It's, I know that there is a lot of hype around Hamilton in general, and typically I, I'm the type of person, much like you, but probably not to a, the same degree. If a lot of people are really into something, I'm don't want to have anything to do with it. I want to be the person that's like, no, no, I'm, you know, I'm too special for that. I'm better than that. I'm not going to get into this thing, but it's me with Hamilton. It kind of grew. I think over time I started listening to the soundtrack in the year that it came out and just kept listening to it and listening to it. And then obviously eventually saw it. And I still, 
it it hasn't gotten old for me yet. I mean, before we started recording, I was listening to it again and like tearing up at at certain points. It's just it had mm. it has that kind of emotional impact on me and I think on a lot of other people. I'm genuinely curious. Like, how hard do you think something like that is to? This is such a dumb question, but to pull off, like to create something that moves people to tears and laughter. And I mean, you're, you're, you're experiencing a whole wealth of emotions and, you know, a set period of time, the creativity and the mindset that has to go into that is just unfathomable to me. I recently put out a blog post about this book called Hamilton, the revolution that Lin-Manuel Miranda wrote with uh, another writer, and it kind of outlines the creative process behind the show, which was incredible. I highly recommend this book to really any creative person, even if you're not into musicals or American history or Hamilton or anything like that. I think it goes back to kind of what we were talking about before, like when I'm writing, putting that emotion into it. In that book, I read so many accounts of Lynn kind of doing that same thing where he couldn't relate to every single circumstance, the two that he highlighted that he actually, we may have talked about this on the podcast before because he talked, he referenced these two songs in the episode that he was on of uh, Conan Needs a Friend. Um, so there's a scene, sorry, spoiler for everyone, uh, where his his son passes away in his story, uh, there's another storyline where he has an affair and he says that like, you know, those are two things that he didn't have like personal references in his, you know, in his life for, but he did, he does have a son now, now has two sons, had had a son at the time and, you know, could, has gone there like with his, with his feelings. And he said that that was, you know, kind of enough to, to carry him. So even, you know, I think that there were a lot of parallels between his life and Hamilton's life that he felt like he could he could draw from. But I think just anytime we can like kind of go to that emotional place and remember that we are we're human beings creating art for other human beings, that's how we create powerful work. I, I know you saw this because we talked about it over the weekend, but some old. Um tweets of Lynn's were kind of circulating things that he wrote uh, while Hamilton was on its on its historic run, you know, certain certain things. But one of the ones that I think has been making the rounds that I'm sure a lot of people have seen centered around how he was talking about how this this which would which would he he would consider his greatest accomplishment occurred while he was on a vacation, taking a break, unplugging. It wasn't while he was, you know, hustling and, and trying to create and trying to, to force through the wall and come up with this grand idea, it just sort of came to him. And I know there's more context to it, and I know you know and you're more familiar with that than than I am. But, that God, that just kind of left me, you know, a little bit like – it was like a, a smack me in the face kind of kind of a moment. I don't know how did how did how did you? We've talked about this before, this kind of concept on the podcast. But when you put it in the context of Hamilton, mm-hmm. is what hit him basically while you know while he was unplugging. I mean, how did that hit you? There's kind of a a scale of burnout and and rest, and I think 
one part of it is like you're working so hard that you are actually it's bad for your health whether it's your physical or mental health or both and then there's the side that people kind of push a little bit farther and feel like they can get away with and I think that is the part that blocks your creativity and most people think okay so that's not that big of a deal because creativity is something that, you know, we don't, we don't need to survive. Like, you know, when it starts to affect like our, you know, our appetite or our sleeping habits, that's something that we need to, you know, address and take more seriously. But when you think about some of the amazing creative things that have come out, Hamilton being one of them, and then you have that thought that like, maybe this would this idea wouldn't have even come out if he wasn't taking a break yeah it's 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 mind blowing i mean it's it's and and thank god you know for for those who are such a big fan of of hamilton that he did because you know the world wouldn't have been treated to this what's really funny i was thinking about this when i saw that tweet and i don't know if he maybe he talks about this and or someone else called this out in the uh the responses to the tweet but there's literally a song in hamilton called take a break where his wife and his sister-in-law are trying to convince him to go on vacation and and stop working for like two seconds and he's fighting them on it and he decides to not go and that decision leads to him working harder getting more burnt out and doing something really stupid that the show alludes to, but I think historians would agree with, is the thing that made him, Alexander Hamilton, the person, n- never be able to run for president. So I wonder if that's something that he considered when he was writing that, that tweet, that uh, maybe things would have been different if Hamilton, the person, had taken a break. I, I think there's something that is very appropriate to the times that we're living in right now, because with work from home um, for many still, there isn't really a separation between home and work. Everything is kind of blurred. You almost have to kind of like see through, you know, the gray to find the, the barrier or the line between the two. And it's and it's difficult some days and some day it's becoming increasingly difficult i think for for some just based on you know the tone of which you see people talking about it on social media and dealing with it and you know because you lose some of the nuances that are part of your day i think you know for people who do have jobs where they're physically going someplace um you know there are parts of your day that allow you to break things up a little bit and give you a little bit of a barrier to the work you know there's 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 a break here there's step out for lunch you have a commute all of that stuff is sort of lost. Like, yeah, you can walk away from your computer, but it's sort of just in the other room. Like you're not driving away from the building to go get lunch or you're not leaving for the day and you're not. So I think that really kind of hit home for me um, because I think I've been struggling with that a little bit over the last couple of months is finding that balance and realizing that, you know, even though you're home, you're still working and in many ways it's it's invaded your your safe zone i think 
more than it ever has before and therefore it's also invaded you it's kind of taken you over and it's and it's hard to live with that once it once it has before you started working from home before covid and all that did you ever struggle with being able to separate work and resting have you found it easy to take vacations and and take breaks or have you found that work continues to uh, dominate your thoughts and life? I found it easier to take vacation and and time off pre-COVID. It's definitely harder for me now. You know, so for instance, over the course of of summer, I would usually take eight to 10 days of, of vacation, you know, I would, we would take a week and we would go away somewhere and then either another short trip or, or I would just break up my days over the course of the next month. And that's how I would spend my, you know, my time off for the summer. Well, this summer, if I do the same thing, I'm home. So I'm not really going anywhere. Like we're not going to, we're not going to go to the beach that we typically go to because for obvious reasons and certain, you know, certain restrictions and so it's like I have to, I'm going to try to get creative with how I'm using my time. So instead of taking a straight week, breaking up my days so I have like short weeks that I'm working back to back to back to back as a, you know, so I have something I can look forward to each week is some time to just unplug. And I'm trying to build that into, I think, my schedule. So I at least have some, I can take back a little bit of what I feel like has sort of enveloped my life. And, you know, it's hard to, it's not anybody's fault. Like, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to elude that, like, you know, you know, my, the company that I work for or something like that is, is, is encroaching. It's just in how you're dealing with it and, and how you're trying to set barriers. And, and I realized that I'm not very good at it. I try to advise people from this management role on how they can, they should be doing more of this and taking time for themselves, but I'm struggling with it. So you know, I realized that I've had to get creative to try to take back some of that time and take back some of that that freedom that, you know, you've sort of kind of lost a little bit with what comes from being at home. It's hard because now your home is also your office. And when you're in your office, you feel like you should be working or if- sometimes when I'm in my office, I'm also parenting. So <laughs> it's like, you know, you're kind of you're you know, you're doing everything, you know, mm-hmm. and and. It's it can be a little bit of a of a challenge. So I think that's why that 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 tweet really kind of hit home is, you know, it's apropos of the of the times that we're living in. And it's a good reminder that, like, you know, just because you're you're feeling burned out um, or, you know, you've you've hit this wall that you still need to invest in yourself, even if things look a little bit different than they used to. And it can still lead to some amazing, you know, breakthroughs and, and thoughts and areas that you might have been struggling to to hit. Back when you used to take vacations, do you remember coming back and feeling refreshed and invigorated or just normal? Because I, I don't feel like for every single person it's this like magical, oh, I went away and now I have all these ideas and I have all this energy. Yeah, I think I did. Um, I definitely felt that way. Um coming back from vacations, you know, specifically in the summer, a little bit, maybe less so in the winter around the holidays, but definitely in the summer. And I think that used to lead to some like, you know, recharge and get ready to go and start the new year because we're in schools. And, but like I said to you, I think it's, I think it's slightly different right now. And I've realized that just taking a straight week and then coming back to work 
five days a week for, you know, another seven weeks in a row, whatever it is, like maybe that's not the best approach for me. Um, you know, and that's something that I'm sort of kind of, you know, trying to figure out what, what the, what'll work best so I can build some incentive into my regular schedule in order to stay sharp. I don't feel like I'm a person who has since been working for myself, which has felt like forever, have been good about taking vacations ever. I, I take a lot of trips, but I always bring my laptop with me and I'm always working and I'm never completely unplugged. You're uniquely qualified, though, to to counsel me here, though, because you've been living this for for a while now. Like, how do you I mean, you said you don't, but like you have to at some point in time. I know you try to. So, like, how do you find those periods of like I know you also don't have a, a boss per se. You have clients and things like that. But how do you try to to navigate the balance? I guess at the beginning of last year. I started to kind of come down on myself and and catch myself and ask myself why I felt the need to be plugged in all the time. And, you know, it, it kind of, for me, went back to much more about trying to feel important than actually having work to do. So that was good to, like, have that understanding and then have been trying to keep myself in check since then and um i guess from a from a working from home perspective for a long time i was really good about my laptop does not leave my office if i want to do work it's got to be at my desk um which was good because then i was really concentrating when i was there but it it also made me realize how much unnecessary work i was doing from the couch or you know in the kitchen other other places of of the house so uh, that's definitely just a tiny piece of advice that I would share is keep, don't move your office all over the place, keep it in one spot. But since, you know, since the virus started, that's gone out the window because I can't, I need to be working in different places. And it's, I feel like my creativity is stifled just, you know, being stuck in the house anyway. So I've been doing a lot more working outside on the porch that's my new like <laughs> inspiration area getting some getting some fresh air and yeah. being amongst the the, the birds the, the birds and the lizards i and feel like everything. snow white All Florida out there. Has to offer. yeah 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 <laughs> you like that gift the one you know the woman yes. like clapping you know like looking on and clapping yeah that's, that's me working yep yeah <laughs> yeah whistle while you work <laughs> right and yeah. another snow white yeah see who said i didn't know anything about disney I never said that you didn't know about Disney. I'm full of surprises with Disney. Just one step away from Disney Plus. Mm, I don't know about that. <laughs> I'm not watching Hamilton. If you could ask Lin, Lin-Manuel Miranda one thing about his creative process, what would you ask him? I think I would ask the thing that I feel like I struggle with the most, which is... How do you have so many ideas and not act on all of them? How do you pick the right ones? What would you ask? After you told him that you're never watching Hamilton. <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't lead with that. No, I, I am intrigued by Hamilton. I'll get around to it eventually. You know I always get around to these things. It just takes me years to do it. 
do you feel the pressure to follow up something like Hamilton with something else equally or better, equally as good or better? Oh, that's another good one. We have this conversation a lot on our team about, you know, when we create something amazing and it hits the mark that we intended for it to hit, when the next project comes about, the the, the instinct immediately is like you're thinking about something in the framework of what you just did. And we talk constantly about like, you got to let that go. Like you, you, every project is a new project. What it is is what it is. The, the goal, the target, all that stuff and deliver for that. But we never created something like Hamilton. So like, do you feel that pressure? Do you care? Do you just look at it and go, it's over with now? It's done? It's like, a, you know, blowing the, 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 the leaves off a dandelion, just gone? Like, you know, how, how, does, that, how does that feel? That's a really good question. But I feel like I would make the argument that before Hamilton was created, nothing like that existed. So to say he couldn't do something like that again or do something better, which seems mind-boggling, but it could happen. How long of a vacation would you have to take to come up with something as good as Hamilton? <laughs> that would have to be a really good vacation. <laughs> If you've enjoyed this episode, help us spread the word on social media. Tag us at Pod4Creatives and let us know which stood out to you. Not France, though, right? We're not going back to no, Paris. Never. Yeah. Those losers. <laughs> I love how, like, it's so easy to get you on board to hate things. <laughs> I'm so lit. I, I, is that the term gaslit? Is that, I hear that being termed thrown around a lot. I don't know if I'm using that right, but it's very easy to light my fire for something. Yeah. yeah. Winnie Cooper and France. All these American treasures. Everybody loves everybody loves France. Everybody loves Winnie Cooper. Everybody loves Hamilton. Mm, nah. <laughs> no, they're all great. Not not Winnie Cooper though. No. <laughs>